Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. In a rare political moment on Wednesday, the Senate ratified its first international climate treaty in three decades, delivering a bipartisan climate win with support from Greens and industry. The chamber voted 69 to 27 to ratify the Kigali Amendment to the Montreal Protocol, a global climate treaty approved by over 135 countries that would formally phase down the use of hydrofluorocarbons, or HFCs. Those chemicals are some of the most potent greenhouse gases and are frequently found in refrigerators and air conditioners. So today we check in with Politico's Alex Guillen about what this means for U.S. climate goals, why Republicans, Democrats, and industry all support the measure, and how it builds on previous congressional action to reduce HFCs. It's Thursday, September 22nd. So Alex, the Senate voted with two-thirds majority to ratify the Kigali Amendment on Wednesday. So what exactly does this amendment do, and how big of a deal is it for addressing climate change? So the Kigali Amendment, what it will do is commit the U.S. to reduce our consumption of hydrofluorocarbons by 85% over the next 15 years. What hydrofluorocarbons are, they're also known as HFCs. It's a family of chemicals that is used in refrigerators and air conditioners and to make products like foams and aerosols and fire extinguishers. It came into a lot more widespread use after the original Montreal Protocol that passed in the 1980s banned the use of various chemicals that had previously been used in those applications, and those chemicals harmed the ozone layer. So once those chemicals were banned, manufacturers said, okay, we'll turn to these HFCs, and they've been using them for the past few decades. But the problem is HFCs, they don't harm the ozone layer, so that's good, but they are very, very potent greenhouse gases. It depends on exactly which of these chemicals we're talking about, but some of them are hundreds, thousands of times as potent as the carbon dioxide. As you can tell, cutting back even a little bit on these HFC usage will mean a lot of climate savings quickly. Just this one amendment internationally, once it's adopted, is expected to reduce warming the century by about half a degree Celsius, which sounds like a small number, but remember, we're always talking about trying to keep warming to like a couple degrees Celsius above the 20th century average. And so being able to knock out half a degree is a pretty big deal in that broad scheme of things. Interesting. And then the politics of this are, of course, notable, too, because there was support from Republicans for the Kigali Amendment. Not all of them, but some. We expected Democrats to support this vote, of course. But why are Republicans, or at least some of them, supporting such a big climate measure? Yeah. So, of course, the Constitution for International Treaties requires two-thirds support in the Senate to ratify. Generally, the GOP conference is, they frequently are opposed to climate measures, particularly ones that have big Democratic backing. But in the vote yesterday, 21 Republicans voted to ratify it, while 27 voted against. So why did so many Republicans back this measure? Basically, the reason is that it's a good business strategy. U.S. companies are the ones who are making next-generation refrigerants and other chemicals that could be replacements for HFCs. Backing this international treaty 
will be a real boon to U.S. manufacturing because we're the ones making these chemicals that the world is going to need to be buying. It's also just good business practice to vote for it because just under the way things work, the U.S. would have been subject to certain trade sanctions starting in the 2030s if we didn't ratify it. So it is sort of this odd bedfellows coalition where everything just aligned right, where you had business interests, you had the chemicals industry, manufacturers, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, all saying, ratify this amendment. And then on the other side, you had all the environmentalists saying, ratify this amendment. So this is a pretty big victory for the climate movement. So it's good for them. For sure. And then how does this vote already build upon some of the steps Congress has taken to eliminate HFCs? I know Congress has directed EPA to go about regulating them. So what's already happened? What's already been set in motion? Yeah, you know, the funny thing is Congress already did the hard work here, which is giving EPA the regulatory authority that it needed in order to reduce HFC usage. There had been some back and forth at the end of the Obama administration and the beginning of the Trump administration over EPA's authority. So basically, it was determined that the Clean Air Act was going to need some updating for EPA to do that. What ended up happening was, basically, senators reached a deal in very late 2020. They stuck it into the omnibus that passed right at the end of that year. And it gave EPA all the authority it needed to cap our usage, roll it down 85% over the next 15 years, and issue lots of other types of regulations that'll be more restrictive on HFCs. So basically, they gave the EPA all the power to enforce the Kigali Amendment. They just hadn't passed the Kigali Amendment yet. (laughs) So what's been happening in the couple of years since then is EPA has been hard at work on this. They've already put out what is basically a big cap-and-trade plan where companies will get allowances every year. They can trade those as needed. It ramps down over time to that 85%, like I mentioned. EPA is also going to work on reinstating some of the HFC rules that I mentioned that have been struck down. So it'll require more testing for leaks and repair of leaks, which are a big deal from commercial and industrial refrigerators. And they're considering right now a bevy of petitions that were filed by states, environmental groups, industry groups, all of them saying, here's some restrictions we want on end use. So we want these HFCs to be banned from being used in refrigerators, and these ones are being banned from being used in air conditioners. And it goes on and on. But EPA has been doing a whole lot on the regulatory side already, and this is just going to back that up further. Also, Wednesday evening, Senator Joe Manchin released the text of his highly awaited energy permitting bill. The contentious measure would ease roadblocks for federal infrastructure permits for clean energy and fossil fuels, and it will be attached as part of the continuing resolution to keep the government funded beyond September 30th. Before the text was released, Manchin's measure already had faced some resistance from lawmakers on the left who were worried about the environmental impacts. However, Democrats who support the bill say the pipeline measures are overshadowed by climate benefits from enabling the construction of new clean energy projects in the power lines to ship the green power long distances. The measure has also received skepticism from Republicans, though, who are angry over how the deal came together. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by Mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is exploring ways to expand their hydrogen fuel production to help make heavy-duty transport lower carbon? Find out more at chevron.co slash hydrogen fuel.